And welcome back to Box. I'm Rhino. And I'm Weekly. Where today we ask the hard-hitting question of the day. The hard-hitting question of the day is, uh, what the fuck is going on in Russia with the cure for COVID? You were telling me about this earlier, and I was like, I'm going to stop you before you begin because I want to hear this. But I want to, it's podcast material. What the fuck's going on? Why are we getting titties? Logically, when one communist country releases a bioweapon, the next communist country, the glorious nation of Russia, would be the ones to make the cure. <laughs> the glorious nation of Russia. Dude, glorious nation. Yeah, I was going to say that right now. Glorious nation. Drop your cigarette all you want. Glorious nation, okay? Mm-hmm. Dude, you know how concerned they are about COVID in Wuhan right now? They had a pool concert. They performed a concert in front of a huge-ass pool. And people were just chilling in their floaties and swimming around. And that's in Wuhan. That's in Wuhan where this shit started. That's how much they don't give a shit about the COVID anymore. Like, bro, people make fun of America for being reckless. Dude, they're all in one body of water in close proximity to one another. (laughs) Jesus. They don't give a shit. Alright, so, fucking glorious Russia. Glory, of course. Vladimir Putin threw the absolute best scientists at it in the glorious country of Russia. And they found a cure already. They're so confident in the cure that Vladimir Putin, while also being willing to give it to his daughter, is also sending it for free by the fucking airplane load to Afghanistan. Okay. The Russian Department of Health isn't run exactly like the United States, nor is their version of the Federal Drug Administration. You know what's not necessary for pharmaceutical companies to gain a license to make medicine? Human trials are not necessary. They'll often willingly... We found cure. Uh, do you know what works? We found cure. Often willingly conducted. Because Russia. But they're not necessary. And now Afghanistan and Russia are... They're, they're buddies. You know, they understand one another. They work with one another. They, they cooperate very smoothly with one another. I don't know if a gun or knife point or tank point. I don't know. But they, they, they work well. It's nuke point. Doesn't matter. The point is, is that they get along. They yeah. play nice. So logically, Russia finds a cure for COVID. Of course, they're gonna send some to Afghanistan. Yeah, they wouldn't charge them anything. This is a very serious, possibly life-threatening pandemic we have going on mm-hmm. here. That you have a ninety-nine point eight percent chance of surviving. You know, it's very serious. Yeah. So, um, yeah, of course we'll send it. Oh, are, are we distributing it to the people in our country? No, not yet. Not yet. We're still, <laughs> we're still surveying the areas and see where the highest concentration of Where to start. You guys just go ahead and start giving it out. Okay, that's like fucking the sketch. Easiest way to get a human trial done I've ever fucking seen. 
Just watch the death count. When it surpasses America, you'll know it didn't work. That's sketch as fuck. America. First place in everything, including COVID deaths. Now, where do glorious titties come in to play at all this? Is that yeah. like one of the if side it does effects? Work, that's one of the, the voted for side effects, is that everyone just gets large, glorious breasts. Everyone, man, woman, children. Uh, if there's a it's in Russia, person, bear. It's in Russia, bear, all bears. All mammals. Bears with titties. God, that's a weird thought. So just imagine one day a, a squirrel runs by, but it's like you just see two big ass tits hanging from the tree. <laughs> or from a fucking electric wire as you're running around and shit. God. Uninhibited. I thought of Squirrel Girl. From the fucking comic books. Oh, they're like OP ass fucking character. Hell yeah. OP Marvel Girl. I I squirrel Girl is so fucking underrated. If I remember correctly, I believe she beat the shit out of Thanos. I think I heard something about that too. So yeah, Squirrel Girl for the win. Get you a Squirrel Girl, fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dead Price News too. Anyway. <laughs> and last week on the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Death by News too, Russian women. So I know this chick from... Uh, What's it called? Matovia? Okay. Which... I'm not sure. Not it's Little it. Russia. But, uh, she won't admit it, but it's fucking Little Russia. Like, sorry, that's just what it fucking is. Google pops up. Did you mean Ukraine? Anyway. Uh, her name's Ilana. I'm not gonna put her last name out there. One, I can't fucking pronounce it. Two, it, it, Whoa. It's, probably, it's fucking long. Yeah, it's probably good from Russia. Continue this. But, uh... Oh, she's in the top three fucking more fucking hot women I've ever fucking seen. Basically, Hot or sexy? A friend of mine, Chad, oh, and I were having this both. debate. Both. Oh, wait, wait. Um, like, okay, so... Is it the point where the, hats, the hot surpasses the sexy, but the sexy is like, it's already past this limit, too. Like, it's definitely sexy. We're talking, picture, late 20s blonde Billie Eilish. But hotter. Alright, so, unpopular opinion. Billie Eilish, when she's doing that whole fucking I'm so depressed look, she looks like Magikarp. Alright, I said it. Now, <laughs> back to the Beyonce situation. I like her music. I listen to that shit sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. It just seems like she'd be fun to hang out with. She's got quite a character on her. Alright? I don't view her in a sexual way. I guess it's just because I knew her when she was not of sexual age, and I guess it sort of tainted my view of her. I cannot think of her sexually. I have tried. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I'm in the bag. Like when she's playing with her nosebleed and shit, it's like, alright, so let's try to make that hot. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not one to like beg for that in the bedroom, but like, no one stops at first blood in my rooms. Anyway. <laughs> but. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I, could, I couldn't sexualize that. I just can't. And, and, and you know what? That, that, that's all the fun anyway. I, I can still appreciate her as an artist, whether I'd... I... So can't. a hot Billie Eilish, though? We, we, <laughs> I mean, to me, to me Billie, Eilish, Billie Eilish is fucking hot. But picture that, but hotter. And late 20s and blonde. Sexy magic. God damn it. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where'd you meet Alana? Middle school. Oh, really? I've known her since middle school. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you see the Super Christian Girl? 
No. Oh. That's Stephanie. Oh. Anyway. I find it funny that a couple girls I knew when I from when I went to fucking church in high school, mm-hmm. pregnant, married, out, out of wedlock. Ooh, I think sad. that's fucking hysterical. Dude, you know the same about the preacher's daughter, man. Ninety percent of the people I went to Victory Christian Academy with. I'll put that name out there. Fuck that school, Victory Christian Academy. Ninety percent of those people are fucking hardcore ass stoners now. Do you blame them? No. Look at what the fuck they were indoctrinated in. For fuck's sake, I hated gay people. All gay people do is teach some straight men how to dress. And dude. I used to make the joke like, I don't hate gay people. They invented color. (laughs) Exactly. Not only do they remove themselves out of the dating pool for all the potentially beautiful women out there. They take another guy with them. What's not the fucking love about that? Gay dudes are batting for us. Fuck, if we listened to him, maybe women would appreciate us more than right, the So when I went we to Victor Christian, I made sure that every night when we had sat down for family dinner, because that was the big thing with my family, was no matter how fucking pissed off we were. You we, sat at that fucking table, is that right? Yep. Oh, man, I, I would make sure we would say grace. And I was always the one that would say it. And I would say these fucking long ass grace, you know, thank you God for this and that and this and that and the food and let it bless our body. And, and then I would quote Bible verses and, and, and when that. dad would cuss, even if it was something like ass or some stupid shit like that, I would, don't saying. cuss, stop cussing around. Oh, oh my God, I was a fucking dweeb. Alright, I could never never go that far because I couldn't directly go against anything my parents said. That was verboten. However, dude, I hit my Bible-thumping phase for just a wee bit. And I gotta admit, I did learn a lot of good principles for just how you should live your life as a fucking decent human being. What's that thing Adilo said? I'm not a man of consequence. I, I basically just act like this because it's how you fucking should. Yeah. I don't fear the fire and brimstone of the afterlife if it's my destiny. I mean, I do, but, like, I don't think I'm going to go there. No one wants to face that. But the worst type of Christian is the one that turns to God. Because, just because, they don't want to go there. That's the worst type. The only reason you turned was because you saw it as your one way out. I actually don't think that's the worst kind of Christian. I think, oh. the, I think honestly, the worst kind of Christian is the kind of Christian that thinks everybody else is beneath them because they are Christian. You know what I mean? That just looks down on the world, down on everybody. Like, you know, I was in church. He's a real world example. And there was this older lady, late mm-hmm. 50s, early 60s, right? And we were doing the fucking Southern Baptist fucking, all right, it's time to shake everybody's hands and get to know each other. And, yeah. you know, that like... Take a few minutes and meet the people around you. And it's yeah, like, like I, that I, 10 I, minutes... That's you, it's you, sorry. You don't yeah. want to... All the old ladies are kissing you on the fucking cheek because that's what old ladies do. COVID-19, COVID-19, Jesus. I'll blow the wind of God. All right, no. I look at that and I see literally the... <laughs> I see the devil in that guy's eyes. Dude, that guy does look fucking sick. Dude, COVID nineteen. The dude looks. I don't know that. I see. I see evil in that man. 
Maybe because I just see evil and fucking, you know, the mega preachers. He feels like a con man. He is a con man. He feels like a very shitty con man. My favorite. My but, uh, man of the cloth was fucking Mac Bronson. That man. We're gonna pause. Going I was in the story. So, homeless dude walks in, right? Literally, the homeless dude was literally there for church. That's it. He was a homeless man of the Lord, I yes. guess. You know, so he was there for church. But he, you know, he smelled. He had the fucking, fucking dirty ass clothes and just. If that motherfucking collection plate didn't come around and buy him a hotel room for a night, that place is going to be. Oh no, the church put him up. Yes, I think I think the preacher let him sleep in his house. They made him meals and shit like that. They had to just fucking go to God. They did what the church is supposed to do and help the fucking needy. But anyways, that's the church. Yeah. but uh. Set up my own she, style while we were doing our little fellowship or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it's called, she was, yeah, you see this fucking guy? He's fucking homeless, you know? She obviously has a fucking, but she was just so judgmental on this homeless guy. Like, you don't know that man's story. You fucking kidding? That's, that's like one of the back burner reasons I stopped going to church. God, the most judgmental people I've ever met were sitting in the pews of a fucking church. You know what I miss about the church? Huh? Scientists that were Christians. You really? Dude. You have oh such a fucking thing God, against it's so that. so cool. Imagine, for a split second, pick your fucking favorite lore in the world. False. Completely false. Um, fucking... Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness Monster, right? I mean, that's the first one that came to my mind. No, no, so. no, no, no. I mean like a religion. Just pick a religion. My favorite religion? Just false religion. I'm talking like, uh, or, uh, God damn it, universe, uh, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Oh, okay. Um, You're talking about Pantheon. Pantheon, yeah. Pick your own fucking thing. Okay. Right? Now imagine if that was real, and everything that you were learning were just uncovering all the awesome shit that's taking place in order to make that happen. Okay, so I literally thought of Doctor Who and the fucking angels. In Doctor, those things are fucking terrifying. Okay. Think about the Doctor. Yeah, don't world, fucking blink. Right? <laughs> Imagine that shit's true, right? <laughs> and how all like the world-bending realities that Doctor Who goes through, other than just fucking the Weeping Angels, as creepy as they are, right? All the shit that actually could possibly make that happen, the science fiction that could be turned into reality. Now, let's put it into a religious perspective. They say God made everything, right? Yeah. The way they detail it could be best explained as man's best attempt to explain what God showed them happened. <laughs> so when they say God, there was nothing, and then God made everything, and God separated waters, and he made the world, and it was void and shapeless, and then he made something out of it, that could be the big fucking bang. Oh, I know. I know. I agree. And then like the things like how plants turn sunlight and water into fucking sugar, right? All right. People want to sit here and say, oh, well, this is this exact scientific explanation. That's cool. But if we just put religion on it for a second and say, dude, that's how God made it happen. That doesn't stop us from going deeper. Well, how did God make it happen? I'm going to pause. Welcome to another inebriated podcast. Oh, yes. Really inebriated. I apologize for anyone who thought I might have been sober. I'm relenting in pro-favor of the Christian church right now. I think we should move to the fucking topic of the day because you're just going to go on to like the whole thing Not about fuck Catholic people. Fuck the Catholic Church. 
Thank you. I know a lot. Not of all the Catholic people. Church. There, I've met some fucking decent fucking Again, people that I'll were fuck like the Catholic people. Fuck the. Oh, you're talking about the Vatican. That is. Hmm. Did you know? Then I'll make this one point about the Vatican Church, and then we'll go on to the topic of the day. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Not to be confused with the glorious painter, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. 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 <laughs> Fucking Oscar winner, Leonardo da Vinci. In but, uh... <laughs> Fucking Leonardo da Vinci was part of this, like, weird rogue group that was trying to plot against the Vatican the to stop them. The huh? Oh, yeah, he invented the tank. And the helicopter. I think it was called a gyrocopter, though. It had this weird fucking spindle on it. What Not helicopter? Spindle. Um, what's that fucking Propeller? helix? Oh, he, oh, yeah, the helix. Oh, wow, yeah. Except was it was, idea. like, connected and not like a DNA shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the fucking spiral. The 3D spiral. Yeah. All right? Whatever the fuck that's called. But he yeah. had some weird shit going on, I will say that much. He was ahead of his time by hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. He understood that air was a fluid, which is a hard concept for some, a lot of people to grasp. Is I, no, is I fluid. mean, you're right. You're fucking right. Like, that, that, that's how it operates. So he understood that the spirals were allowing it to go up into the air. It's just to, to turn it fast enough, it ended up in the jet turbine. Yeah. Literally just propane power it. Right now it's jet. Or you can just be like the 1800s and hot air balloon everything. That was a dope ass time in the world. Alright, so I have a crippling fear of heights. I've always wanted to go on hot air balloon. Don't know why. I think it's just because it's fucking cool as shit. Anyways, topic of the day. You better wear a fucking astronaut suit though. So, <laughs> before I make another point about fucking, you know, all this shit. Uh, topic of the day. So we're going to talk about... The most iconic video game moments, in our opinion, right? Uh, I'm I'm going more storyline, like like you know cutscenes and shit. I've got some storyline, but I've got a few in mind that more or less basically took off on a long franchise. I got one, but it combines storyline. I'm I'm just gonna go first on it. Okay. Uh, this one combines storyline and gameplay. Motherfucking no Russian. Yeah, that shit was fucking iconic. Here's fucking why. You are a fucking... Alright, so let me explain no Russian Go ahead. It was Call of Duty. What was it? Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. The best fucking Modern Warfare. Where you're going over... It's available remastered, by the way. Fuck yes. I'm going to get it. But, um... I might next question. Fucking... You go undercover, right? To this, like, Russian terrorist group. Right? And you're undercover. Operation No Russian is when, like, there's five of you, I think. The four Russians and you, who are undercover, go into an airport and just open fucking fire. A Russian airport. A Russian airport. And open fire on fucking everyone. You get all the fucking way to the end. I'm talking like you're killing at least a thousand people. Yeah. Just innocent civilians running away. Alright, it is fucking insanity. So you get to the end, you know, your fucking getaway car is an ambulance because that makes sense. 
right? And they, I, I guess they found out that you were actually an American going undercover, so they fucking kill you, leave you at the scene, and make it seem like the Americans open-fired on the fucking Russian airport. Like, did After it? After all, not a person attacking the place spoke Russian. Makarov was speaking to them in English. Yep. One of my least favorite parts about that mission, you had to participate or the cops would shoot you and kill you, and you would fail the mission. You had to at least shoot those innocent-ass cops just guarding the airport. You had to participate. You want to know what else scared me? I know this guy that, like, he used to play that shit, like, a lot. Like, he like that one that, level. That one mission, and he'd repeat that fucker, and it's just kind of like... That's, uh... Dude, are you good? Like, I'm going to head out. You cool for them. Alright, so... The house gonna be cool while I'm gone? Here's why No Russian is one, one of the... My most iconic. Bro, it It changed. came out of nowhere. It changed video games. It... Yeah, it did. It, it changed... Oh my god. It told all these other video games, like, look, man. Go as dark as you fucking want to. We know you're fucking graphic, but, like... Just fucking go... They didn't... They didn't show, like, decapitations and... Like guts falling over people, people get cut in half. No, it's just the idea of just, you yeah. are the one that's opening fire on innocent civilians in a fucking airport. Everyone was with machine guns. Yeah, you're right. That 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 was that was not just iconic. That was a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. God damn, that kind of dwarfs mine when you think about it. I mean, not really. No, my next one. My, my fucking like, iconic moment in game. That just fucking dwarfed the shit out of it. I mean, let's be real here. That's a, that's a fucking opener and a half right there. It is. I, I kind of came in swinging. I should have saved that for last, but... Like, oh, no, I, I've already got a power attack waiting on you. All right. Let's let's hear your uh, first one then. One of my most iconic moments in gaming for me is waking up in a cart on my way to execution. Oh yes, the greatest game of all time ever created. Fucking tell them what it is. Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Oh, that's one of my most iconic moments in gaming. When you're lining up on that block or to that block. Now are you I doing the whole name, thing? No, to just that. Well, yeah, that. Well, well the, like the that beginning whole, sequence when it's your turn on, and the then block, all of a sudden the fucking dragon comes out of fucking nowhere. Here comes all the way to wreck the your shit, but save your day. <sighs> Why he chose to attack there? I don't know. I think it's because General Tolius was there. I really do. Alduin was not a dumb dragon, and if you take out the general of an army, you leave the majority of those men in chaos. But, and plus. Ulfric Stormcorp was there. Let's be real. Yours does not... Uh, mine does not dwarf yours. Really? Really, for different reasons. Yeah, like, totally yours different. is more like... The here is the fucking me. best intro to any video game you've ever pl- fucking played. To me, that... Well, to me, that is. Cause to fucking, me, it's more like, here's the best kickoff 
one of the best games. Yeah, like fucking to like, one of the best. I don't know. I'm I'm biased because I spent literally six months playing nothing but Skyrim. Oh, dude, you fucking mastered that game. You made that game your bitch, bro. Your fucking wizard was the boss of the wall at evocation for days. <laughs> Eat shit. Eat shit. Fucking casting fireballs and shit. And then not getting hurt by them, because fuck you, that's why. So, my first playthrough, I, I, I kind of, even in D&D, I typecast myself as like a wizard. Yeah. But, yeah, I wanted to do fucking destruction magic, because fucking, it's destruction magic and fireball. <laughs> Literally, because fireball. So you do, man. But, then I found, let's be real here, stealth arching is the most OP thing you can do in Skyrim. Really, it fucking is. Like, you can rock a wood bow and some fancy arrows and score a crit that does 5x damage, and you're dropping bodies. With a wood bow, it does 7 damage. If you want to do hard mode, go two-handed fighter. Oh, dude, I've done that. Two-handed fighter with no magic? You have to, okay, you have to jack your stamina. That's what you need to do. Yep. Because you need to be able to hit it as hard as you can, as quick as you can. Yep. I've never also, done two-handed fighter. Yeah. You get a block. You if you get really good blocking, you can reflect that damage back to them, and they just smack their asses. All right. So I got I got three more lined up. Two of them are from the same series. Okay. These are mine. Just my most iconic. That stuck with me. Fable Two. The Spire. You you ever played Fable Fable Two? No, I have not played Fable. All right, so I haven't really played any. Half the game, you're you keep hearing there's this lore of this spire, S P I R E. Yeah. Right. Basically, what the spire is, it's it's a fucking insane fucking dude trying to take over the world, and he's either kidnapping or having people volunteer as workhorses, whether it's slaves or military or what the fuck ever. Right. And okay. you have to spend a in-game, like, I think it's in-game 10 years at the Spire, training, and training, and training, and training, to become a beast of a person. So, be right back, hold on. Alright, we're back. But, you're training, right, to become, like, a head minion, right? Until one day you escape. How you escape is you just fucking wreak havoc. You start killing people. Right? Now, basically you spent ten years in a co-op, co- like a co-op mission, trying to free one of the people that's going to, like, you know, unlock a hidden potential kind of thing in yeah. you. You know, and they finally trust you enough to give you the keys to the fucking quarter. And this dude's, like, the most powerful wizard in the fucking world or some mm-hmm. shit. He's supposed to help you with magic and, you know, just stop the evil that's spreading kind of thing. And it's brutal. Because these people are, you're getting whipped, you're getting your ass beat, and you have to, like, <clears throat> you have to work. It's an in-game, like, like I mean, out-of-game, it takes you, like, an hour or two to get through, like, the actual spire. Mm-hmm. And some people think it's boring, but if you look at it from a storyline point, it's it's 
fucking so cool. Oh my god. Like, you're not really doing any fight scenes until the end. Yeah. Because you have to kill General and all this shit. A whole bunch of other people, anyone in your way. Yeah, and I mean, they give you this, like, weird shock collar. Right. Yeah. Oh, they can activate at random times, like, Mm -hmm. force you out of combat for a second. And, no, I mean, the dude takes the shock collar off because you free him, right? Yeah. So he takes his and your shock collar off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... The shot colors obviously keep you fucking dominant or dormant or whatever the fuck word. Submissive. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fucking dope. Like, the whole... I talk about the Fable series a lot because that, I, I grew up fucking playing the Fable series. And, uh... I understand you. I have a couple series like that. Like, the next one in your list... Boom, oh, thank you for catching that segue. Yes, the next on my list. I feel like you had to work just as hard. And while it took you like one to two hours out of game to do the Spire, it felt like one to two hours. For anyone who's a Hideo Kojima fan, uh-huh. I am 100% sure they recognize this scene. It's in Metal Gear Solid 4. Old Snake, dying from the fox die genome in his body just wrecking havoc on him he's basically went from being 30 years old to looking 65 to 70 he's tired he has a muscle suit and nanobots now to keep him on his feet and to keep him relatively agile but throughout this later portion of the game you see he's aging Catches a bad burn to the face. It's just, he has a bad time with things. But he's still fighting. And it's the last mission. But there's one problem. In order to get through that last door, to get to the server room, he has to walk through a hallway of microwaves. Meanwhile, there's this whole cutscene going on, like the screen cuts in half, and the only button you gotta press is X. But he starts at a slow, like, stagger, and there's a cutscene going on of like all the combat that your friends that you've met throughout this game. This one game, these people that you've just like, damn, these like eight times I saw them, they're just the most lovable dorks. They're definitely the good guys. Fucking no doubt about it, right? And they're doing combat with definite bad <laughs> And it's this big old epic fight going on. And all you're doing is you're rapidly pressing X. And you watch as first his stress gauge fills. It's just, it's just a percentage. And then it eventually flashes yellow-red. And all you can do is press X. And you watch as animations take place where his special goggle eye patch explodes on his face. And the muscle suit starts falling apart, and your friends are like getting pinned down pretty fucking hard, and all you can do is press X. God. And force that man to crawl on his hands and knees in order to activate a switch that is too high for the microwave resistant robot to press himself. Just so that little robot could get in the room and put a virus on that main server to shut down their little operation that was going on. I mean, 
I say that because I'm trying to underplay the fact that that was like the main purpose of the game there was that very end, you know, spoiler. But yeah, that's my most iconic moment is watching the guy that I fought as for this whole game get roasted alive in a hallway made of microwaves. And all I could do was press X. And that stress gauge fills first. It, it fills up quick. And then you see his mood gauge, basically his morale. You see that gauge start to go down first. And it eventually, it just disappears. And you're pressing X as fast as you can. If you slow down, he stops moving. There's a pace on screen you have to keep up with or go faster than. And it speeds up rapidly. And if you fall below that speed, he stops his pants. And then after his morale gauge is gone, his health gauge starts to go. And you're fucking freaking out because it's broken into four segments. And when you get down to the last quarter, which you will, it starts beeping. The screen does beep, meep. So it's represented like a heart monitor, right? And you're watching that shit get closer and closer. And all you can do is press X. Jesus. That That's shit heavy. shook my ass. That shit was like, I'm over here like, oh my god, don't die, fix you, fix you, don't leave me, oh no, you can't do it me. God. That's, that's like one of the fucking stories that like, like you know you're fucking reading or playing a fucking story, but you love the fucking character so much. You're like, don't die. Bro. Like. Which brings me to my next line. Fable 3. You did mention you had a couple in the same franchise. I'll this one is fucking heart jerking. Fucking, oh god, it made me fucking almost fucking cry. So, Fable 3. Yeah. Main protagonist, right? Her favorite person is her uncle. Mm-hmm. Who's raised her and trained her, or him, whoever you choose. You did know, you play as her? Well, sometimes I play some as a him sometimes. Yeah, I want to do a Skyrim playthrough as a girl. I just haven't done one yet because not an hour ago, me and Lizard men are bigger. But, um... Anyway. So, you know, basically her fucking uncle, who was the one who raised her and all that, trained her and all that shit. So she goes off on that epic journey to, you know, do this, stop the evil. What the evil is, is this weird shadow demon thing from basically the fucking Antarctica. Okay. Except instead of snow, it's sand. But, uh, basically the Antarctica of the world, the sandy Antarctica. Yeah. This shadow demon is basically taking it fucking over. And he's trying to take over the world and turn it into darkness. Uh, you're the fucking nothing from NeverEnding Story. Picture that, but gooier. I know that sounds weird, but that's the best way I could describe it. Picture the nothing being a sentient being. And gooier. Being a chaotic, evil sentient being and gooey. Okay. No, that sounds weird, but... That's horrifying. It it is. So, he finally basically takes over the world. So it's like a a personified muck from Ferngully. Exactly. That's 
glad I could get that. Exactly. I'm so glad you know what Fern Gully is. That was yeah. Actually, my mom reminded me of it. We were talking about it not too long ago. I might watch that movie. I know it's G, but that was the shit. Dude, it's got Robin Williams in it. Like, fuck yeah. Anything I even like Jack. I've never seen anything that bad that man has done. But anyways, back to Fable Three. Fucking <clears throat> so, the 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 nothing motherfucker. Takes over the world basically. He's like ninety nine point nine percent taken over, right? Mm-hmm. There's the, the the last fucking resistance in the main capital city, right? Do they have blowtorches? I mean, Elon Musk's totally not a flamethrower. <laughs> Elon Musk. No. God bless that man. But you're you fighting alongside fucking you know the army and all that, because he's making these little shadow demon things. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're fucking nuking these uh, shadow demons like Ryan. You get to the final part, where he took over and possessed your uncle. Oh. And you have to fight your uncle, and your uncle is awake. He's sitting there going, "Just kill me, please, just end this, kill me." I'll just give my uncle a bottle of gin and leave the room. And you see, oh my god, and you see him, <laughs> and you see here the you know demon. Going, yes, kill your uncle. Like, you know, let him down. Let everyone down. You are nothing. You know, that kind of thing, right? I think any relative of mine would be totally understanding they were possessed by a demon and they had to be decapitated. My uncle's a real life. Yeah, but it's fucking depressing, man. Like, it's depressing. Like, he's sitting there going, you have to do this to save the world. You have to kill me. You know, and the demon's like, are you really gonna kill your uncle? And it's just like, <gasps> no, uncle, why? You know? This is for not giving me your beef stew recipe. Your beef stew recipe, goddammit. I would at least do it merciful. You, you have, have to fight him. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I never did the guns, because the guns were the weakest one. I always did magic. Magic was... Like Magic was the strongest because you had different very, uh, things of magic. Like, you could summon fucking little undead. You could do necromancy magic, or you could do. Well, my favorite was always the world of the tornado magic because it would take the people and it would just spin them into tornado. I'm just going to say this, though. You said you could do necromancy. If you think I'm not about to do a barb necromancy with a bunch of Michael Jackson thriller reference, that wants some shit. Fucking hysterical. That is what I, I would be doing. My all the time. But, uh... It'd be kind of like Brutal Legend, though, at the same time. Where it's like, it's a, sometimes it's a metal concert, sometimes it's just Michael Jackson's thriller. <laughs> Fucking sometimes rock opera. Sometimes it's Ozzy Osbourne. Necromantic rock opera. Anyway. Sometimes it's Death Clock, you're right. Death. Yeah, Death Clock. Fucking, okay, so what's your next one? Mm. Iconic. I'm gonna piggyback off of yours, but instead of going with the sequel, I'm going with the game before it. Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Snake. Snake. Another epic moment. And when I say epic, I mean like this shit tested my patience with the PS2 controller. Like that motherfucker was about to be in pieces. You had to fight the boss. That's a naked snake. A snake that is naked. Huh, a snake with no pants. I mean, they shed their skin every, like, so often. So, naked snake. Anyway. I'm a snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me give you a little bite there, buddy. Hiss, hiss. Anyway, you had to engage in close quarters combat with the boss, the lady that taught your character everything he knew about 
fucking tactical espionage action. Sponsored by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Excuse me. Trademarked by Hideo Kojima. All rights to Hideo. God bless you, Hideo Kojima. You and Todd Howard make a game together. Please, you're gone. <laughs> Except make the plot line make sense, for fuck's sake. Anyway. And then it's the final moment. The field of white flowers. And you, armed with the knowledge of what the fuck exactly is going on with the U.S. government and the boss, have to point. First off, the most American gun ever is a full-auto M16 pistol. Learn out there. The Patriot. America. 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 Fuck no for this. <laughs> you have to point the cult patriot that belonged to the boss. Oh, you gotta shoot her with her own fucking gun. Goddamn. If you wait long enough, the camera pulls away and pulls and pulls and pulls. And it's just a big ass field of white flowers. Where you and the boss just had this climactic showdown, and you still have to press R1 to finish the game. As the report echoes through this valley, excellent sound work, by the way, the flowers concentrically grow in red rings away from the boss. America sold nukes to Russia and blamed the boss in trade for microfilm of information. And she died. A traitor, but the most patriotic American in existence. That was going to turn the tide against Russia in the Cold War, removing this fortune with information hidden on this microdisc of where it was. She died the truest patriot of any of them. Damn. The snake hated his new title, Big Boss, the one who defeated the boss. That is an iconic-ass moment in gaming history. God damn. <laughs> like I said, the, the plot of Metal Gear Solid is very, absolutely, incredibly simple. No difficulty to understand whatsoever. Oh, and later on, the Russians make two-legged tanks. Two-legged You have to fight a tank called a Shagohod. Imagine your worst nightmare ATV based on tank treads, right? Like, it could climb anything. Because it floats. And it has a tank turret. And can shoot nukes. You have to fight one of the damn things. I don't know, and like, and when you were playing fucking Metal Gear Solid 5, you know who, you know the beings, the weird fucking... Dude, fuck this skeletons, or fuck this skeleton, whatever, fuck those things. Yeah, the fucking superhumans. The parasite bastards. Dude, yeah. fuck all of that, dude. Like, don't you were driving wrong. 60 miles an hour and they were keeping up on foot. And I'm just like... And just like anime dashing and shit. And it's just like, oh god, I'm so tired of this. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to beat those motherfuckers? Oh, only one time did I ever manage to actually stealth away. You know what I did? I called my horse over, threw the guy on the back of the horse, hopped on the horse, right? And then I just 
slid off to one side of the saddle so it just looked like the horse was just riding away. The horse was my cover. And I'm just like, okay, stay like this, stay like this, stay like this, and then straight up, get the fuck out of here. My horse saved my ass 100% stealth. They didn't even know I was there. Only time I've ever done it. Every other time, I had to fight the fight fucking hell to get out of there. And they chased me, and they're terrible, and they, they're hard to fight, and they take a lot of bullets because they got this armor shell they grow, and fuck those assholes. Alright, so, for my next one. It's not really a moment, as it is really the whole fucking storyline of the fucking game. Halo 4. The Cortana dying. Thing. Oh my. <laughs> what a relentless bitch. God. Like, like I know Cortana wouldn't, like, you know, a I just fucking. the Doom original soundtrack. I'm so sorry, Cortana. Jesus. <laughs> I know fucking uh, Cortana wouldn't like a being, but, like. She was basically a chunk of Dr. Halsey. Yeah, pretty much. That kind of hurt to watch. I'm glad you know that. Oh yeah, you read the books. Oh dude, I was a big fan of the books. I never actually Dr. read the Halsey books. Dr. Halsey was, uh, was like a custom program for Dr. Halsey, just for the best of the Spartans, John, 117. Yep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't play the but, games, uh, I never owned an Xbox, but I read them damn books. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Cortana dying from fucking, basically being too old, and just phasing out. Yeah, Adobe Flash were no longer supported. You were taking one of my most heart-wrenching so sorry, moments. No. In it's because, like, don't get me wrong, like, it was, <laughs> very, it was a very touching moment because I happened to watch that scene on fucking YouTube. It was very sad. Look how fucking crazy she went. Like, I mean, we could talk about Halo 2's grave mind. That shit was a big fucking heaping hell, but nope. Let's just go ahead and throw the flood in there while we're uh-uh. Introduction to the Flood. I'm I'm not putting that, that on my most... That is an iconic moment. That is an iconic moment. And, like, I hate... I, I hate it. Okay, so I've, I've said it before on several podcasts and several times. Like, the first, Halo 1's Introduction to the Flood is one of the most fucking terrifying things I've ever put myself through. Ever. And I feel bad. Because my buddy, the actual story, the first time I ever encountered the Flood, my buddy already... Played the game all the way through, so I'm you over there. Didn't you at all, did he? No. We were playing it at fucking midnight during a rainstorm, and fucking we had the brightness to watch... wasn't even set up very high, was it? We, no, we have like mid mid range, but we had the fucking lights out, right? Mm-hmm. For a fucking theater effect, right? Oh yeah, I love doing that. Because he never fucking told me that Halo all of a sudden is gonna turn into a fucking horror game, you know, like OG fucking Dead Space, like. Fuck, man. So, I'm fucking, like, 12. You know. And we're in the dark. Having a fucking, you know, I'm spending the night. Because he was... Yeah. So, I'm, we're fucking playing, you know, I die, he gets the controller, and vice versa, right? Oh, my God. He's like, alright. So, he just shuts up. Now, Zach never shut up. But this time, he actually did shut up. So, <laughs> so that should have been red flag number one, but because I was young and stupid, 
I heard it first. Because you hear it first. Yeah. The thing, you know, the fucking creepy crawly, just... Yeah. Kind of sounds. So you're just like, ugh. What the fuck is that noise? And then all of a sudden, these little fucking spores, sentient giant fucking spores, the size of a cat are coming in, and it's like, shoot them. You shoot them, they pop, and I'm finding that kind of funny, because these little things are just popping, right? Then all of a sudden, the actual flood comes in. Not the fucking spores, but the actual flood. You know, oh god damn it, that was a big bucket of fucking nope. I had to pause it, and I was like, why didn't you fucking tell me? He's like, because I thought it was funny. And I'm like, you're a dick. They are kind of fucking alien fungus, aren't they? they that, that's exactly what they are. Alien fungus. So, Very essence, sentient alien fungus. So, in essence, the flood is just Space Last of Us. Illuminati confirmed. Oh, God. I hate it, but you're right. Speaking of horror games... Wait, was there ever a uh, Flood Hunter? Flood Hunter? Remember the Hunter, those big blue... Yeah, there was Flood Hunters. Hunters. There's a, oh, like, in fucking Halo 3, I think they came out, and they were... Mm. I was curious. I thought hunters were like the mm. badass motherfuckers of the fucking oh, yeah. races. They, yeah, they I, I love the fact 100% that hundred percent tank and hundred percent not giving a fuck. Oh god, they were so fucking fuel rod cannons for days. Every, every time I would like replay Halo, I would stock up on grenades when I knew there was going to be because I'm not dealing with Check that. Check the plasma and then fucking tentacles and run. That's all I fucking did. Hell yeah. You remember the Fear series? I do remember the Fear series. Did you ever play Fear 2? No. I or played Fear, Fear 3. Alright, so I think it's either... F3, A-R. F, yeah, F3, yeah. A-R. It's either Fear 1 or Fear 2. Where that haunted bitch, right? Mm-hmm. You fuck the haunted bitch. You fuck a ghost and make a ghost baby. I'm not you, fucking joking. You basically fuck a ghost and make Danny Phantom. Alright? That, that's not how they did it. I have so many questions. I, I, I haven't played it in over a decade, but I remember that fucking scene, because I'm, like, sitting there like, what the fuck? You're, You're sitting there scarred. Yeah. And this naked ghost bitch, like, with the grudge hair over the titties, oh, so you didn't really huh. sit. Oh, yeah, she's fucking you. She's basically raping you. It's weird, okay? It's, it's, I think it's a Japanese horror game, which fucking makes sense. Right, my ghost, don't care, still had sex, self high five. <laughs> God, that was a fucking e. That yeah, was a, that, that was a weird one though. That was a fucking weird one. Give me a fucking iconic game moment. All right, so my mine was much more tame than what we were just talking about. About ghost fucking? Yeah, it's much more tame than ghost fucking. Surprisingly, I know, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the content in there was not necessarily tame than the ghost fucking. For instance, the Frankenstein Nazis. Uh, booting up the original Wolfenstein 3D and drawing that Luger for the first time while in your jail cell. That is the most iconic video game moment. Do you know why? That's your most iconic. Oh, no, that is one of the... Oh, okay. If not the most iconic moment in gaming history, but do you know why? Uh, no. That is the granddaddy to each and every first-person shooter. That's the granddaddy? I so thought it would be like the Doom for years, fucking Duke Nukem. For years, first-person shooter genre wasn't first-person shooter. You know what they were called? Wolfen Dooms. 
because they were just like Wolfenstein. They come in and made Wolfenstein, made Doom. Oh. So all first person shooters were called Wolfen Dooms. That is how influential and iconic that moment is. When you first draw that Luger as BJ Blasowitz getting your ass out of fucking Nazi prison. And in the end, killing Hitler himself. Defeating Mecha Hitler. And then killing Hitler. Mecha Hitler. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I've never played any of the Wolfenstein games. I probably should, because I've heard great things about it. Just, you know, fuck Nazis. I would have to actually hunt down. You know, no, my dad's probably got the equipment to assemble a computer that can play Wolfenstein. But, like, it's so outdated. My dad has OG floppy, by the way. Like, the floppy it came on. Oh, that's awesome. That's right. They, that's awesome. They weren't even three megabytes. That's fucking stupid. That whole, and it was a long ass a game, A whole dude. fucking video game wasn't even three fucking megabytes. Dude, and why the fuck is my goddamn Skyrim 99 gigabytes of fucking you know just Skyrim? There are more polygons in Jarl Ulfric's face than there were in the entirety of Wolfenstein. <laughs> more unique polygons in that You know what? Space. Yeah, so you could play it on your fucking 8K television. Bro, there, you there. could play Wolfenstein on a TI-82 calculator. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, dude. Like, that shit is well, simple. College-ass fucking... Not even. I'm talking like pre-calculus style oh, calculator, God. bro. Yeah, I bet well, you there's a Wolfenstein 3D port for Android. I'd be willing. If there's not, one of the nerds that listen to us, get on it. But Jesus Christ, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was either that or Duke Nukem. Hmm, this alien bastard took my ride. As Duke Nukem lands on the roof of the L.A. L.A. Meltdown missions. You have have some big dick energy for Duke Nukem. I don't need to provide any big dick energy for Duke Nukem. (laughs) Duke Nukem has some chunky chub chakra about it. No, it's just it was one of my earliest... I actually played that before I played uh, Wolfenstein or Doom. Like, it was my first first-person shooter. Was what was the first video game you ever played? Do you remember? Uh, it was the Reader Rabbit game. I remember Does my... Does that count? It was like one of those educational uh, games for kids. I guess you could count that, because it technically is. Because mine was... I mean... Okay, so, for the Windows 95, mm-hmm. it was the Flight Simulator. My dad Dude, bought I it. I loved Flight Simulator. It was Flight Simulator for the Windows 95. I was terrible at it. I always crashed fucking playing because I was like five or six. And Dad had that fucking white-ass boxy fucking monitor, you know, that weighed like a fucking billion pounds. Dude, I rocked that. I still had that when I was 18. My dad built my computer. Oh, that's fucking hysterical. Dude, I had your dad. Day. I think your dad was a fucking computer genius. He just didn't like it enough to pursue it as a computer. Uh, I think it was too many small parts, and the technology just flew past him so quickly. It's an expensive hobby to keep up with. It is, but um, I think he he could have made a living building computers though. Like he was talented. He knew what he was doing. He had he got he bought one of the first one gigabyte hard drives. He had one of the first that came out. 
And back when that was big shit. Yeah. Like now they have what terabyte ass hard drives <laughs> and laptops and shit, and I'm over here just like. Thank you guys. But uh, it was either that or you remember when Windows ninety five, Windows ninety eight that had the fucking like play games, the card games. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it came with either poker or bridge. I think it was poker. It also came with hearts. Because I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I still don't know how to play hearts, but I used to play it on the computer. I used to just pick things and whatever worked. I would always win, I guess. Because I would just pick things. Did you have the most cards? Huh? Did you have the most no, cards? No, I always had, like, the least. But I oh, had okay, the most points. Good. But, uh, yeah, it was like poker or blackjack or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that, that would play that on the computer. Not knowing what the fuck I'm doing, but I would just, just click, just clicking away, and it was bright colors, and there it is. Dad got me one day. He was like, "You shouldn't play that game. Why? You're too young." Dad, I don't even know how to play. I'm just pressing buttons. Oh, okay. So one of my earliest computer games was not actually one computer game. It was a pack of forty computer games. And while most people think, "Oh, so like it's like eight games with five different colors each." No, these were 40 individual games. And I liked them. Like, some of them were kind of similar. Like, uh, there was one that was basically like a, a, a maze puzzle. <laughs> Galaga versus Galaga 2. You remember Galactica or Galaga or whatever the fuck it's called? I va- vaguely. Where you're the fucking spaceship shooting at the... The, ro- the asteroids and shit? Or, oh, oh, the uh, Space Invaders. Yeah. We had... But it came to like 40 different fucking names, like... Yeah. Galaga, Galacta, Galactus. A lot of people, you would think that. It wasn't that way. Like, it didn't have licensed versions. Like, like instead of Pong, it had Tennis. Which operated just like Pong. But it had, like, a whole bunch of cool, unique games and shit. Like, it was a, there was a Pac-Man ripoff where you had to run away from cats and you were a mouse. Like, instead of little white dots, you got cheese. And like I remember that game. And, it, and instead of, like, the big ones, like, getting you, uh... Uh, like turning it so you could attack the cats, it would just be like it's super bonus points and shit. Yeah, yeah. There's shit like that. Uh, there's bulldozer, uh, <laughs> which sounds stupid, but it was a fantastic puzzle game. Uh, you could play chess, you could play backgammon, you could play some of the classics, you could play checkers. Uh, but then there's things like uh, fucking Formula One, where you were a red car and there's a blue car. And you were going in opposite directions, and you had to, like, dodge and evade them while collecting all these, like, points and shit. Oh. Dude, that paid off later, because in, like, Jack 3, that same exact shit happened. Where you were Daxter's head in this computer mainframe as a virus, trying to get to a certain source code. It was that literal fucking game, and it's like, oh my god, I recognize this from, like, ten years later. Do you remember your first console game? Oh yeah, it was Sonic Adventure. On uh, Sega Dreamcast. Really? Dude, I have both the Sega Dreamcast and Sonic Adventure. I think mine was Ty the Tasmanian Devil. I think. I don't remember my actual first. It was Project Gotham Racing 1. And it also came with this rated T for teen game. It, what was it fucking called? It was the one where you used to be a skateboarder. in Like, skateboarder in the future. And you used to go around and tag things with spray paint. I know what you're talking jet about. Jet Set Radio or something like that? I think that might actually be a Jet Set Radio. Xbox? Yeah. Yeah, Jet Set Radio. Yeah. It came with that and my parents took it away because it was rated T for teen and I was like eight, nine, right? 
they were like, oh, you're not a teenager. It's because they had vandalism. Jesus Christ. ESRV is bullshit. My parents let me play Soul Reavers. I was ready to aim. I was six. I can't say that. Okay, that fucked me up for real. Didn't matter though. I was 11, 12 playing fucking Halo, and that was a fucking M game. I played Duke Nukem when I was six, alright? That had titties. And gore. And rockets shooting aliens and or people if you weren't careful. And I love that shit. And that's our time for tonight. Thank you for having us. I'm, I'm the Rhino. <laughs> I'm Weekly. Guild Guild, Guild, Guild by name.